0: So, it is 14 minutes past 9 o'clock and it's at this time every Sunday that Gavin Gray joins us for the UK Report. Uh, Morning to you, Gavin. Good to have you.
1: Good morning, SJ. Yes, and uh, I'm afraid to tell you it's a very wet weekend here.
0: Is it? We're going to have a really hot day here with highs of 30, so there we go <laughs> sorry about thank that thank you yeah <laughs> thank you very much do not fear though in a few months time I'll be saying oh it's bleak here I noticed yesterday morning that, that it, it's happening I'm not going to say winter's on its way because it's not on its way but I did notice yesterday morning when I woke up it was it was dark and that's the first time it's happened uh, this year so we are we are heading towards colder times but for now hooray the beach later mm. uh, yes right um, we're going to start Um, with this really distressing story so folks just just be be warned Um, a woman has been jailed for taking a three-year-old british child to kenya uh, for female genital mutilation Uh, the 40-year-old who's from london traveled to kenya in 2006 um, and she took the child to a private house for the procedure she's been jailed for seven years tell us more
1: yes i'll spare you the the details of of course what actually happened but she has now become the first person this 40 year old from harrow amina nur the first person to be convicted of assisting a non-uk person to perform fgm or female genital mutilation and she told the court that the mutilation was done for cultural reasons and was a procedure that she herself had undergone as a child and that's why she took this little three-year-old now as you mentioned there back in 2006. So why the delay? Well, it wasn't until the victim of FGM um, spoke to her English teacher at school at the age of 16 that things began to uh, work their way to a criminal investigation. And here they have really clamped down on FGM, planning or uh, organizing it and taking somebody abroad for it Um, Have all uh, been uh, made illegal, and so consequently, uh, they caught her that when Nor was questioned, she denied anyone had made threats against her to force her to agree to it. uh, And she said that she feared being cursed and disowned from her community if she failed to hand over the three year old. Uh, So uh, I'm afraid that some of the evidence was really pretty awful, and I'll spare you for that. Figures held by the United Nations suggest that 94% of females of Somali origin living in Kenya undergo FGM. Uh, And uh, obviously, when people come over to this country... I don't know, maybe they know the law, maybe they ignore it, but either way, uh, this woman, I Amina mean all, will now be spending quite some time in prison.
0: Yeah, indeed, seven years for this woman who took uh, a three-year-old British child to Kenya for female genital mutilation. Uh, the UK government uh, has lost two more MPs in by-election, which makes it, this is extraordinary, the worst-performing Tory administration in by-elections uh, since World War II
1: yes they've actually lost 10 by-elections now they did win one seat so that brings the net loss to nine but it does mean that they now have that record of being the worst and the problems seem to be getting more and more uh, dangerous for this government well because bad economic news this week we went into recession a technical recession two consecutive quarters where gdp shrank And uh, not that long ago, the Prime Minister had promised that uh, he would um, uh, make sure that we grew the economy. Instead, he has overseen a patch where the economy has shrunk. He said he would sort out the illegal boats crossing the Channel. He hasn't. And during this big speech he made, he said, no ifs, no buts, it's results. And if I don't make the results, then you know to blame me. Well, that's exactly what people are doing. Now, uh, I have to say that uh, by-elections, of course, sometimes do not reflect what happens in a general election, but the massive swing of uh, some 30 points on one of the seats uh, shows what a huge turning away there is from this current government. And certainly if that is reflected in a general election, which we have to hold within the next 11 months, then uh, this government will just lose. They will be completely swept away and become much, much more minor as a party. So now lots of pressure on the prime minister to come up with a plan to try to rescue things over the next few months. Plenty of suggesting that he should go for growth, by which I mean cut taxes. Uh, Now, the problem is that, of course, we borrowed lots of money during the pandemic to pay for businesses, to pay for uh, hospitals, to pay for people keeping afloat during that difficult time. And I'm afraid those chickens are coming home to roost, as the expression suggests. Uh, And so there's very little leeway for the prime minister or the chancellor to cut taxes. Um, And some are suggesting, well, you know, in order to win the election, he needs to do that. And if that means borrowing more, then we need to borrow more. But it 's very unconservative the party of uh, power at the moment it 's a very unconservative thing to do they 've often accused the opposition party of aiming to do exactly that and not to be trusted on the economy so yeah, a rock and a hard place is where our Prime Minister is. Can he turn it around in 11 months? Well, that's one heck of an ask.
0: Yeah, it is indeed. What an unenviable position. But, you know, he wanted the jobs, and <laughs> there we go. Uh, the <laughs> name uh, Anders Breivik, um might not mean anything to you immediately, but then uh, if I remind you of that appalling uh, case in Norway, uh, the massacre in 2011 Uh, and uh, he is currently being held in prison in isolation uh, but he's lost a case that he recently brought against the state, Gavin. What was the case?
1: That he felt it was unfair that he should be in isolation in prison, saying that the conditions were inhumane and he was suicidal, saying that the uh, holding him in isolation was a violation of his human rights. Well, you may be pleased to know that the court ruled that was absolutely nonsense. And he's uh, saying that uh, uh, you know he has committed such an atrocity and uh, being held in isolation is not something that is against his human rights. So as you mentioned there, he, uh, he killed eight people with a car bomb and then shot dead another 69, most of them teenagers, at a summer youth camp on an island of Utoya back in July of 2011. Uh, And uh, yes, committed that awful atrocity. So the total of 77 people murdered um, by him in just a matter of uh, a a few hours. He's currently serving this 21-year sentence, and that is incidentally, the maximum that a court in norway can impose Bizarre. so it can be extended again and again for as long as he's deemed a threat so although his lawyers are saying no we think this ruling is bad and we're going to appeal it um, there is this option for the uh, courts in norway to continue to press ahead with it but either way this idea that it's against the human rights to be held in isolation have been proven by the court to be wrong
0: yeah sure um, to uh, St. Petersburg now, where a, a German man has been arrested after customs officers uh, in Russia found gummy, gummy bear sweets uh, containing cannabis in his luggage. He's been accused of drug smuggling uh, and faces up to seven years in prison. Uh, my first question would be, and maybe it isn't relevant, maybe it is, what quantity are we talking about? Because seven years... Oh, I don't wrong. think
1: it was, you know, huge amounts. No, it was sort of definite personal use sort of stuff. Right. Um, rather than, you know, filling your, filling your luggage with it. Uh, but uh, interestingly, his arrest and potential seven years in prison comes amid discussions of a possible prison swap between uh, the US and Russia, with Moscow hoping to negotiate the release of a Russian citizen who has been uh, jailed for murder jailed in Germany for murder, so there is this distinct feeling that, oh, have you just arrested this guy for the uh, pungent smelling gummy bear sweets um in order to get like a uh, you know a hostage as it were uh, to say right, now we need to do a, a a hostage swap as it were a prison swap with this person either way. Um, highly unusual uh, obviously the smell the sweets did smell of marijuana but you know gosh gummy bears um, now it's not the first person to fall foul of uh, the imports uh, the American professional basketball player Brittany Greiner back in February of 2022 so a couple of years back uh, she was sentenced to nine years in prison for drug smuggling after a small amount of cannabis oil was found in a vaporizer cartridge in her hand luggage at a Moscow airport. So big warnings, if you're going to go anywhere near Russia, any type of drug over there could see you land a very, very long prison sentence.
0: Uh, One of the things, Gavin, that I miss about England, and there's not many, I have to say, but one of the things that I miss about England um, is the underground. And one of the things that I don't miss about England is the underground. Um, And so (laughs) (laughs) I was interested to see this story. The London mayor has been accused of uh, expensive virtue uh, signalling and mass political correctness because he's looking to uh, modify the famous London underground map what's what's he planning on doing or is he doing
1: well as as you'll know the the current tube map is not just a piece of art it's so well designed and, and made but it also contains the names of the main underground line mm. like central now guess where that goes everyone yes it goes through <laughs> the center of london the northern <laughs> line yes it runs through the north of london down to the south the district line in other words all the lines tend to be location-centred, giving you an idea of where they go. Now, what the mayor has done is these aren't new lines, but there are six lines on the overground in London. So these trains obviously run overground. Uh, And always, in the past, they've not really been included in the main tube map, the main underground map, but they have been included in others. And to be fair, I do think that tourists probably get a little bit confused when they are superimposed on the other map, the, the main London underground map. So good idea to give each line a name, good idea to give them a new color as well. The problem is that he's not gone for location names. The mayor of London has instead called one of them the Lioness line after, yes, the achievements of the England women's football team. Mm. He's called another of them the Windrush Line. Now, the Windrush was the vessel that brought to the U.K. shores um, some thousand people from the Caribbean, from Commonwealth countries in the Caribbean, to come and work to the U.K. And another line is called the Suffragette Line. Yes, celebrating how the community in the East End fought for women's rights. However, more than 250 people died in that particular campaign of women's rights, and uh, therefore some people are criticizing that. The other lines, the Liberty Line. To this day, I still can't quite understand why he's called it the Liberty Line. Uh, surely all of London should be the Liberty Line, if you're going to call it that. Um, one that potentially might make sense, the Weaver Line. It runs through the old textile trade areas of London. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, the Mildmay Line. There is a small charitable hospital that, that runs near in shortage that played a huge role during the HIV Age crisis in the 80s. So, oh, you know, look, I don't know, but the mayor, you know, people have been laughing saying, oh, why didn't you call Mayor Sadiq Khan? Why didn't you call one of the uh, lines Sadiq Khan line? <laughs> you know, he seems so infatuated with his own ego. Um, that uh, critics have been quick to jump on this and say it is just virtue signalling at its worst. Is this, am I
0: right? Um, uh, this is according to the Daily Mail, so I, I'll have to um, verify it with you, Gavin. It's cost £6 million.
1: Yes. Also at a time when, you know, people are being youngsters carrying knives in London, being stabbed, at a time when London's got covered in vandalism and, and litter, you just think £6 million... 125 million South African rand Ridiculous. to paint some lines on a map, and a, yeah, but uh, uh, it is slightly more than that. That's a slightly misleading figure. But frankly, if it costs more than 100 South African rand, I would have thought that was a bit too much.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. That is, and I tell you what, it took me a good 23 years. To, uh, to to sort to, to get to know the London Underground because if you I honestly I think that sometimes with tourists although I'm not great with directions full stop but it took me a really long time of, of commuting yeah. in into uh, into Leicester Square where I, where I used to work um to, to kind of get get sorted and get acquainted and oriented with London if if I had to go back now and it's all no. Oh, I just won't bother going into London because I wouldn't be able to work it out. The Windrush line and the... No, no, no. It's the central line. It's the district line. <laughs> it's the northern line. That's it. That's uh, that's that's what I know. Uh, and finally, uh, fans of Sir Elton John's very flamboyant style uh, are going to be getting the chance to splash out on some of his snappiest looks uh, by uh, the late Versace um, because they're going under the hammer in a 900-plus lot auction uh, Um, which includes the contents of uh, his uh, apartment in Atlanta, USA that he recently sold.
1: Yes. Who would have known? I didn't know he had an apartment in Atlanta. I but he did, did, did know that, and uh, I don't. A... Do you know
0: why I know that, Gavin? This is such a random why? thing as to why I know that. A few years ago on ITV, and it pro- must have been more than twenty years ago, there was a documentary about. It was like a fly on the wall of Elton John, and and here uh-huh. are the two things I remember from that from that interview. One is that he had he has uh, fresh flowers delivered. To all of his homes across the globe every day, whether he's in them or not. And one of those homes was an apartment in Atlanta. That's how I know that.
1: Uh, how random is that? Well, I know. And how expensive to get the flowers there. What a waste of money. But uh, if you're not there, why have flowers? Anyway, that- uh, he was, of course, a terrific collector. He has sold the apartment in Atlanta for much less, incidentally, than its asking price. Now he's selling the context. And a lot of the money raised is going to go. To his Elton John AIDS Foundation. So good news, charitable acts. But what can we expect from his Atlanta apartment? Well, the entire lots are expected to raise more than uh, nine million pounds. That's going to be over 220 million <sighs> South African rand. Um, I mean, what's there? Well, the wardrobe, the boots, the spectacles, <sighs> his trademark spectacles, um, the jackets, the coats, all sorts, a, a piano. On which he is said to have written some of his West End show hits from uh, some of the uh, shows that he's been uh, involved in writing the music for. Um, uh, I mean, just all sorts. It is an absolute treasure trove of stuff that he's got there, including a pinball machine designed for the manufacturer, Jack Pinball. um, And that was after, of course, he played the Pinball Wizard as well. So quite extraordinary. Our work of art, who's a huge collector. Of uh, artworks, and they are all going under the hammer. It is quite extraordinary. Uh, and um, the uh, slightly off putting thing for me, thinking, oh, I'd be quite interested in that, is the catalogue alone costs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait for it, a thousand South African rand. No. Yeah.
0: So you don't even get to have a look. You, don't, you can't even have a butcher's without shelling out a thousand rounds. Yeah, no,
1: you, you can go online. But if you want a physical copy, then that's what that is. And uh, as I said, one of the big lots for me, can you imagine owning this? The Yamaha Conservatory Grand Piano, on which Elton John practised hits for the musicals Aida and Billy Elliot. And it is said, of course, that he did when he was playing at Atlanta as well write some of his other hits as well quite extraordinary
0: that is extraordinary uh he's no tiny dancer he's always our rocket man gavin Ah, gray ah, (laughs) ah,
1: gavin ah, gray very good essay very good
0: (laughs) thank you very much indeed we'll chat next week